Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. And as always, thanks for joining me. This episode is going to be a little bit different to the sort of content I normally put out, but I've been thinking about sort of trying some new bits and pieces. And of course, you know, if it works, sick. If it doesn't work, oh well, it's in the past now, isn't it? So, but the whole concept of this episode is most haunted places. And in this episode, we're looking at America. So I want to do a few of these series where I sort of look at different places around the world and talk about some of the most haunted locations. Some that you may know, some that you might not know. Not necessarily the places that are definitely the most haunted, you know. It's kind of a list that I compiled and some places I think are interesting. And most of these places you can actually go and do a tour. You can go do a ghost hunt in these facilities. Only one is a privately owned building which you can't access. I use a bunch of audio clips throughout this episode as well. And all of those you can find on the blog post, which is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. And just before we get into the episode as well, please jump onto our Facebook page. Give us a like on there. All new content comes out on there. If you enjoy this episode or any of the previous episodes, please like, subscribe, comment, follow. Depending on your platform that you listen to your podcast, someone will give you different options. Leave a review. That really helps. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. It gets us higher in the charts and people are more likely to find us from there. And of course, too, if you have any paranormal experiences that you have evidence of in maybe some of these places, some other places, feel free to email me at paranormalthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. I'm definitely keen to hear what you guys have captured. The audio that I use throughout this episode is mostly EVPs, electronic voice phenomena, which is where you record some audio and then a voice that you may or may not hear or a sound you may or may not hear is captured on that recording and then you can play it back and analyze what you've actually recorded. Keep in mind, there's a lot of audio out there online and a lot of it's really terrible and I don't know if some of it's real, so I kind of had to really pick and choose to what I think could help sell these places to you. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Louisville, Kentucky had a massive outbreak of tuberculosis known as the White Plague. For this plague, there was no cure up until about the 40s, so a lot of families, a lot of towns were completely getting wiped out by this sickness. 
Because so many people were getting sick, they decided to build a hospital just to treat tuberculosis. They built the hospital and situated it in such a way that a lot of wind could pass through the building because they believed that the only cure for tuberculosis at that time was fresh air. So that was really the only plan for the cure was for rest and fresh air. And then there were some darker things as well that came along with that. But for the most part, it was a lot of sick people sitting out in the elements just breathing in fresh air. The hospital was built in 1924 and was soon afterwards expanded because of the massive amount of people who they were having to take in. They're not sure how many people died during this period that the hospital was open, but they believe it was definitely in the hundreds. They even built a death chute, which was a tunnel that left the hospital and would go to a morgue or wherever they could actually pick the bodies up because there was that many people dying that they didn't want to be wheeling them through the hospital, freaking out all the guests. So you know a lot of people are dying if you have to move bodies in secret. Other than the practice of just using fresh air, they would expose people's lungs to ultraviolet light to try to stop the spread of the bacteria. I even read that balloons were used. They would surgically implant balloons in the lungs and pump them up to try to expand the lungs. They did operations where muscles and ribs were removed to try to allow room in the chest for the lungs to expand. By 1943, tuberculosis was pretty much on the decline. They figured out a way to cure it, and then there wasn't much use for the hospital anymore. In 1961, Waverly Hills was closed, but then was reopened as a retirement home, then remained opened until 1982, where the state closed it. Money wasn't great when the hospital was being used as a retirement home. The building started to become what we know it as today, where it's quite dilapidated and extremely old. The building still stands today, empty. Tours are run, and people still break in to get a bit of a spook. From what you can see online and from reading people's accounts, there's definitely a lot of activity that goes on. One article I read was by Troy Taylor. On his blog post, America's Most Haunted Places, A Road Trip Into the Supernatural, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. His first visit to the Waverly Hills Hospital was a really eventful trip. Troy Taylor went with Keith Age, who was a longtime friend of his and a representative for the American Ghost Society. They both experienced doors being closed really heavily, not by the wind. And these doors were closing in areas of the hospital that were not able to be accessed due to the construction being really unstable. Other than just hearing noises as well, a shadow figure was seen. And shadow figures have been reported often by people in the hospital. But this shadow was as clear as day that these men believed that they were actually seeing someone who had broken into the hospital. But when they chased down the shadow figure into the room that it was last seen, there was no one there. Another thing that people often see, because the building is no longer connected to electricity, they'll actually see flickers of light in the windows as if there was electricity running, almost as if someone had walked in front of a light. People have also heard voices telling them to get out. Here's a clip from BuzzFeed Unsolved when they stayed a night in Waverly Hills. They throw a ball down a hallway to a ghost by the name of Timmy. Nothing too paranormal happens here, but you hear the ball bounce a few extra times after it should have stopped. All right, Timmy, I'm throwing the ball down. You ready? All right. It bounced a few extra times, though. Did you hear that? Do you think it bounced? A c- I thought it bounced a couple extra times, but I thought it was just my mind playing tricks on me. It sounded like it stopped and then it bounced a little more. Oh my god. No. 
Here's one EVP that I thought sounded really clear. And this comes from Amanda Ely. Check out the her whole video because there's some really interesting stuff with some ghost boxes and I don't know, I think for the podcast it doesn't really translate that well because you almost have to read the words that they believe the ghosts are trying to communicate through the radio. But here is one EVP of a laugh and it's quite eerie actually. It's behind me but like right there. No, I am here is like a ah. Behind me but like right there. No, I am here is like a ah. Not only was there deaths from people who were unwell, there was a couple deaths from some nurses, and one was in room 502 on the fifth floor. This nurse hung herself from a light fixture. They believed that she may have been pregnant with one of the doctor's children, and when the doctor failed to do an abortion correctly, she hung herself. Same thing a few years later, another nurse who was staying in that room fell off the roof of the building, but people believed she might have been pushed. Maybe by that same doctor who might have impregnated that other woman? You'll never know. This building's definitely got some stories to tell, I think. It definitely appears to be one of the most wanted in America. Next on the list, I've chosen the Laurie Mansion. Definitely the most disturbing background of a haunted place that I have ever come across. In 1832, Dr. Louis Laurie and his wife Delphine moved to 1140 Royal Street, New Orleans. Louis was a physician and they decided to run a physician's practice from this address. Louis became very successful and the family became held very highly by the locals. The house with its beautiful architecture and decor was perfect for parties and they often happened. And at this time, it was not unusual to have slaves, but Madame LaLaurie seemed to have quite a lot of slaves over the course of her time living in that house. Since they had so many people coming to these parties, people would start to hear and see things that didn't quite seem right. There was a rumour that she would keep a slave cook shackled to the oven. It was said that she was seen chasing a young 12-year-old slave throughout the house, whipping her and then cornering her on the roof of the house and forcing her to jump. People also noticed that she was hiring a lot of slaves all the time, but not seeing where the previous slaves had gotten to. One night during one of their parties, a fire broke loose, which ended up being started by the cook to try to commit suicide. When the fire department found the cook, she instructed them that she'd rather kill herself in the fire than have to go into the upstairs room. When firefighters and police found what was in the upstairs room, it was truly a house of horrors. There were slaves shackled to the walls, hanging from the ceiling, with their mouths sewn shut, organs missing, eyes missing, and body parts removed and placed in various other places. One of the victims was called the Spider Woman, and even though there's no description of what she looked like, you can kind of leave it up to your imagination to what she might have looked like. The Lalauris managed to escape from New Orleans and headed for Alabama. From there, they ended up heading to Paris, where they lived out the rest of their days, being unprosecuted for their crimes. Since that time, the building has been a fair few different things. It was a school at one point, it's been a furniture store, it's been luxury apartments, and now it's actually privately owned, where you can't do any tours or get to see the building at all. But everyone who has resided in that building has said to have seen and heard some really interesting things. People would walk past the building and see shadows through the windows. People would hear screams. One man who bought the 
building ended up having to leave because of the screams he said they were driving him mad. Children who were in the building would be whipped by an unseen force. People were attacked by an apparition of a man who was shackled. The man who owned the furniture store found his furniture being vandalised by an unseen source. With the horrors that were going in in that house, there's no doubt in my mind that there are some pissed spirits who are still lingering there. The young girl who jumped off the roof, she was actually buried on the property of the house, and that was no secret. When officials actually then looked into the backyard, they found many more grave sites of past slaves, and even under the floorboards they found skeletons. So it just goes to show how many people were murdered in that house. Definitely one of the grimmest places in America's history. Now, I've already spoken once about the Whaley House here on the podcast, and it was only just recently because I visited the Whaley House when I was in America over the Christmas break. And from what I have heard and what I've read and researched, it deserves to be on the list of one of America's most haunted. What's really interesting about the Whaley House is the fact that the original family, the Whaleys, who lived in the house, they were haunted whilst living there. And then when they passed on, the claim is that now the Whaleys also haunt that house. So the original spirits are actually there with the family who was being originally haunted. So a really interesting turn of events. The Whaley House is situated in Old Town, San Diego in California, built in 1857. Thomas Whaley, originally from New York, took a business trip out to San Diego where he happened to witness the execution of a man. Yankee Jim was the man who was hung on that day. Two years later, Thomas Whaley returns again to San Diego with his family and they buy that exact plot of land where the gallows once stood for a very low price. The Whaley family soon discovered that the house they had built had some unwelcome visitors. Large, heavy footsteps were heard upstairs and Thomas Whaley knew exactly who that uninvited guest was. He believed that it was the ghost of Yankee Jim, still roaming the site where he took his final breath. The family wasn't just haunted either. They had some very unlucky run-ins with death themselves. This included the death of Mrs. Whaley and two of their children, Violet, who committed suicide, and one of their young children, who died still as an infant. All three of them died in that house. What are some of the experiences people have there today? People hear heavy footsteps from what sounds like a tall man, such as Yankee Jim. There's apparitions as well from people believe they've actually seen Thomas Whaley. The amount of people who get photo evidence of full-body apparitions at the Whaley house is quite incredible. From members of the staff who've seen them to guests who visit the house every year, there's definitely a lot of eyewitness accounts. When I visited the Whaley house, I was told about a dog who also haunts the family's home. The dog lives in the kitchen for the most part underneath the kitchen table. People have claimed to feel the dog brush up against them and even lick them. And of course, when they look under the table, there's nothing there. There's also a few instruments situated in the Whaley house and people have often heard music being played out of the living room. The house is definitely no stranger to many different types of hauntings by a lot of different people because the Whaley house just wasn't situated there for the Whaleys. At times, the house was used as a courtroom, a general store, and there's even a theatre built upstairs. There was a lot of people coming in and out of this house ever since it was built. 
it definitely has a rich history and a couple of spirits that aren't letting go of it. This EVP comes from Truth and Life Paranormal when they were doing an investigation inside the Whaley house. This is from a camera that they're using for the investigation. They pick the camera up and start to move down the hallway and then you hear a clear knocking sound. A few couple knocks and it sounds like it's deliberate. It doesn't sound like anything's been knocked. And they all ask each other whether or not one of them made that sound. And they're asking if someone is in the house, someone's upstairs. And as they start to move closer to the staircase to go upstairs, you just hear this little whisper that says, stay. Take a listen. Yeah, was that... Tyler, was that you? I was going to try, but... It didn't sound like it came from here. Zebra, in the hallway upstairs, please move towards the device and turn it on for us, please. Anna, if that's you up there, turn it on for us, please. Anna, if that's you up there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Up next on the list is the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in West Virginia. The asylum opened October 22, 1884. The asylum was meant to hold 250 patients, but ended up with some severe overcrowding of holding numbers over 2,000. The hospital ran for over 100 years, closing in 1994. The grounds also served as a military post during the Civil War. A lot of people went through the doors of the building, and a lot of them never left. This asylum wasn't just for the adults either. Children would be often dropped off. And we have to keep in mind as well, asylums were very different back in the day to how they are now. Really, you could be dropped off to the asylum for any reason. 
people with intellectual impairments and people who are mentally unstable were definitely dropped off. But then there's also a lot of people who were just forgotten about by their families. Children who weren't able to be kept by their parents and just weren't wanted. It's said that the hospital's conditions were really terrible, as you could imagine with the overcrowding. It was bad enough for adults, so you could imagine how it would have been for children. Children are a big part of the haunting at the hospital. People often hear children whispering and playing. People feel their hands being held, their clothes being pulled out, and people have also interacted with the spirits by using toys. It's believed that one of the spirits is a little girl named Lily. She was born in the asylum, and she also died in the asylum. Some psychics believe that Lily's mother is actually also still in the building as well. They know this from asking the mother's spirit what her name was, and they figured out that her name started with the letter E. And when they go back and check records, there was a pregnant woman who was admitted into the asylum with the name starting with the letter E. From this, they believe that mother and daughter actually do coexist, but neither of them have found one another since the lily remains on the children's ward floor and the mother is only metres above on the third floor. Not only have they heard Lily, they believe they've seen an apparition of a girl in a white dress. I've got a couple EVPs that I want to play for you. And some of these could be Lily, or some could just be another spirit of a child. These are recorded by Terry Thomas when he visited the asylum with his wife. The full link to the video will be on the blog post. Hi, um, on August 24th, my family and I decided to take a trip down to the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in Western West Virginia. Okay, on the second one here, we're again walking down the halls and there's doors that were open, some locked, and we're just tugging on locked doors and pulling, saying stuff, is anyone in here? But then you'll hear some crazy voice say something at the time, but which we didn't hear at the time, obviously, because you can see by our responses, we didn't hear nothing, but you'll hear it. Okay, take a listen to this. This one here? This is the one that won't let you in? Anybody in here? Anybody in here? Okay, this next one is the same type of thing. We're walking down, knocking on doors, trying to get some replies. At the time, didn't hear a thing, but um, you listen to this next one, you'll definitely hear something. Which at the time, if I would have heard it, I would have probably freaked out and ran away or something, but it's pretty skylight. Come on, can we come in? Can you knock? Come on, let us know you're in there. Okay, now um, on this next one, we had gone to another floor and we were just walking through and the guide was walking, talking about stuff was as we started walking and uh, she mentioned the name Charlie. I guess he was a security guard, but at the time, I thought she said maintenance man. So I just started saying stuff a lot about this Charlie guy. And after I said something about throwing up, there's a cleanup in aisle four. As we're walking, me and my wife were the last two in the group. My wife was to the right of me. But in my right ear, I heard someone whisper, shut up. Charlie, where you at, buddy? <laughs> There's one at the clean up on the room. All four. Huh? I thought you said shut up. No, I didn't say that. Maybe someone said it to me. No, what did you say? So what Terry Thomas recorded there was a couple clips and definitely jump onto our blog post at Paranormal Thoughts Podcast at wordpress.com to see some more what's going on. There's a lot more to that video than just those three clips I pulled out. But to me, from what I can hear, all those clips, but that last one, they sound like a child, a little girl, potentially. Then that last clip does sound like a man's voice and it could potentially be saying shut up, but definitely has that shh kind of sound to it but i'm going to play all those three clips again just those segments though from where you can actually hear the recordings anybody in here anybody in here 
Can you knock? Come on, let us know you're in there. Asylums are always going to be known for being haunted. But as I was doing my research into this particular building, I think it's really fascinating the amount of reports that they hear of children. And that's not often a place you would assume to have a child haunting. Really out of place, which makes it really intriguing. And the fact that they're getting all these responses from the children with them interacting. There's definitely a lot of active spirits in this building. The last place I wanted to talk about is somewhere that's grown a lot of popularity the last few years. I'm talking about the Queen Mary. The RMS Queen Mary, an ocean liner that sailed the Northern Atlantic Ocean from 1936 to 1967. In 1940, the ship was used for the Second World War as a troop ship. The ship was painted navy grey and because of her speed she's given the nickname the Ghost Ship. In 1942, the Queen Mary sunk one of her escort ships by slicing through the light cruiser, the loss of life totaling 239 sailors. The Queen Mary was ordered not to stop and help the survivors. She sailed on, leaving behind the crew of the boat that she just sunk. The Queen Mary is now permanently moored as a hotel in Long Beach, California. As any cruise liner will experience, passengers pass away while at sea. This added with the disaster that happened in 1942. The Queen Mary has seen some death in her time. On deck B, room 474, a young girl named Dana was murdered with her entire family by her father. Her two little sisters and mother were found strangled and Dana and her father were found dying with gunshot wounds in the bathroom. This room is no longer rented out to guests who board the Queen Mary. There's a clip from Ghost Adventures and I'm sure a lot of you listening to this have probably seen an episode or all the episodes of Ghost Adventures and I can't say personally from my point of view of how much of their stuff is real but in this clip I'm going to play for you, go check it out, it's be in the blog post as well. They have a full spectrum camera whilst on the Queen Mary and they show you what they look like on the camera and then they come around a corner into the first class pool and they're asking for Jackie a passenger they believed who had drowned in that pool, I believe. All of a sudden, this apparition appears in the shape of a person and different, uh, coloured differently as well to how people look in the camera as well. Jackie. Zach, Nick and Aaron. Debbie is here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Debbie. Debbie. Oh, my God, dude. What's the matter? Holy (laughs) Where are you at? There's just a person right here. Here's some audio from Huff Paranormal, and they did an EVP session. I'm going to play two of the clips, and one sounds like it says either go ahead and ask something, or people also think it just says go ahead, set us free. At one point, the camera that was recording the video and the audio from this clip was set down by itself, and the videographer walked away. And then you hear the name Bella being whispered into the camera and apparently no one was there. Have a listen. Sounds like to me some passengers boarded the Queen Mary and never left. If you guys made it this far, thank you so much. Let me know if you enjoyed the episode. Feel free to like, subscribe, comment, as I said earlier on. New episodes every fortnight. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. I'll catch you in another episode soon.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.